This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hills in Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. I want to talk about grace. Somebody say, grace is what God's riches at Christ's expense. Christ is something that Christ gave to us. Something unmerited. Something that you don't, you don't fight for. It's not something you've worked for. It's not something you deserve. It's not something you got as a result of your work. That is grace. Hallelujah. But at every point in time as believers, you know, we think, you know, Christ came to die for us. Glory be to God. He shared his cross on the cross of Calvary. And then for our remission. And that was all that he did. But that was not all. That was not all. I want to tell you this morning by the power in that name, Jesus, that grace works wonders. Grace works wonder. Through grace, that is how we got our salvation. Not through works. He say, through grace we are saved. Not by work that any man will boast. Christ loved us so much that what he gave us this abundance grace. Book of John chapter 3 verse 16. He said, for God so loved the world that what he gave his only begotten son. That son was the only atonement that can deliver our grace. A, a life that lasts grace cannot deliver destiny. But whenever you are a beneficiary or you cling or you put yourself in the midst of the grace of God, things will begin to work for you. Hallelujah. So grace works wonders. Grace works wonders. Grace means joy, pleasure, delight, goodwill, the loving kindness, the unmerited favor of God. That is what grace means. And at any time in which you are lacking any of this, it means what? You are either out of the grace of God or you've not been able to cling yourself to that grace that God has for you. Hallelujah. You see, our God is able to make all grace, all grace, all grace, the grace that can save, all grace, the grace that can heal, all grace, the grace that can prosper, all grace. It can make all grace abound towards you that you having all sufficiency in all things. One thing that we are very sure that grace delivers, it delivers sufficiency. At every point in time, we look as if, you know, we lack support, we lack aid, and things are not working. It's Grace is what can deliver that particular aid you need. That help you need can be delivered on the pedestrian of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Quickly, we're going to be looking at just a few, a few things that grace has done for us as believers. What he has done for us, not what he's going to do for us. On the cross of Calvary, he paid it all. And he said, what? It is finished. And all was delivered to us. The first thing is that we are saved by what? By grace. That is, grace delivers salvation unto us. It delivers sal- salvation unto us. The book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says something. Romans 5 verse 8. It says, but God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. People can pray for you. You can try to walk in, 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 in righteousness. But what delivers your absolute faith, absolute, absolute salvation, is what is grace. It's grace. He said, it delivered that towards us. That while we are yet sinners, Christ came to deliver. To give himself for us. Christ died for us. Ephesians 2 verse 8 also says, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Ephesians 2 8. 
It is the gift of God. For by grace you are saved. For by grace you are redeemed. Before now, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23. It says, for the wages of sin is what is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The, 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 the wages of sin. He said, man have sinned for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3 verse 23. So if we have sinned and we are damned to be condemned, when we are redeemed, it is not that we, it's something that we, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it's by work. Hallelujah. You can't earn it. It's not by your own ability. If it's by your own ability, what is due to us is what is death according to that scripture. But grace came and he gave us life. He said, for by grace ye are saved. Not by works. Not by works. So anytime we see ourselves and we are enjoying the abundance grace of God, we need to thank God not of works. Not of works. Some people sit and feel, you know, I have no reason to thank God. If, if, if all that you've prayed for from January to this time has not come to, to, to place, thank him for his grace that you are saved. For by grace you are saved, not of works that any man should boast. No man can boast of this. Christ came and delivered to us that as a gift, as a gift, as a gift, not of works. Hallelujah. So one of the first things that grace delivers is what? Is salvation. Is salvation. It delivers our salvation on the pedestrian of what? Of gold. Not of works. Not of works. You can't work to earn it. You can't work to have it. You can't pay to have it. It was delivered for us. Free of charge. Hallelujah. Somebody, somebody just say, Father, I thank you for your grace. I don't know how many of us. I say, Father, I thank you for your grace. Salvation first and foremost and always is a matter of grace. Is a matter of grace. Is a matter of grace. If you read the book of Ephesians, let's go to that scripture. We're going to spend time on that scripture. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to be reading from verse 5 to 8. Highly wish you can have the amplified version. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 2 and from verse 5 to verse 9. I read from the amplified version. He says, even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses. Just as I've said before, he said we are dead and slain because what the wages of sin is death. Because we are dead and slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses. He said, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. That is, as if he resurrected us, we, we, we got life through what? Through his death. He said, he gave us his own very own life of Christ himself. The same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, that is his favor and mercy which you did not deserve that you are saved delivered from judgment made partakers of Christ's salvation we are made partakers of Christ's salvation we are made heirs of Christ we are made joint heirs with Christ not because of our works but because someone paid for, the, for, for that particular uh, a price the wages of sin is death we were condemned to die 
But Christ came and he gave us his own life. Hallelujah. That's what that scripture is saying. Verse 6 says, it says, and he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint sitting with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus. Is that in your scripture? He raised up together with him and made us to sit in heavenly sphere by virtue of us being in Christ Jesus. He make us sit in heavenly places. He make us sit in heavenly places. I think it's Colossians chapter 3 verse 3. Now it says that you are hid in Christ and Christ in God. Sometimes when I see believers running elter scatter, they run from pillar to post. Something is pursuing me. Something is pursuing me. You are in Christ. The Bible says you are hid in Christ and Christ in God. Alright? And then it's saying that now you are sitting in heavenly places. Now I wonder how the devil and the demons that you know are under us will be able to reach you in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said you are hid in Christ and Christ in God. And you are now sitting in heavenly places. Someone that was condemned to die. Now sitting in heavenly places as a joint year with Christ in glory. Not of works. Only grace can deliver that wonder. It's a mystery. Only the grace of God can deliver that mystery. Only the grace of God can deliver that. Someone that was condemned to die. Now the Lord has given you a place in the heavenly places. Someone say, I'm seated in heavenly places by the virtue of me receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Let's go on. That same scripture. That scripture is loaded. Verse 7. Verse 7 says, it says, He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, the limitless, the surpassing riches of his free grace. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come, not just this age or the ages past. He's going to demonstrate it in the ages to come, the immeasurable, the limitless, the abundance, the grace of God is not what is not limited. If that kind of grace is available for so you are you are not limited by any circumstances, you are not limited by any sphere of life, it's not limited. It's, it's to show to show unto you. He said, Our God can make all grace abound towards you. All grace, all grace, all grace. All grace. What is that you need? You need grace. Because you lack a job. You need grace. Because you are sick in your body. You need grace. Because you need to lay hold of that contract. You need grace. Because they said the economy is very very porous. You need grace. Because you have no shelter. You need grace. Because your house is flooded. The Lord is saying, He can make all grace abound towards you. 
that you having all sufficiency in all things not just in terms of cash but having the grace of God in all things your health in your body is part of the grace when something is happening as if something is not in order you need to remind your body that what you are a beneficiary of God's grace he said you want to demonstrate that grace you want to demonstrate that grace to show the immeasurable through the ages that is abundant in grace hallelujah 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 he said his grace is immeasurable i love that portion it's immeasurable it's boundless no matter the promise that any man gives to you even if the president gives you a promise it's limited by that own, his own promise several times you know we weep and we are so sad because what someone that promised us a particular thing is not delivering it don't be sad please it's because the person is limited some of them really wish they can deliver it unto you we've seen people on the uh, we've seen children on the streets hawking most of the parents it's not as if they are happy seeing those children they really wish they can give a source of livelihood to, to them but they are limited by their own what ability but we serve a god that is not limited in grace it's limitless hallelujah 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 it says he did this that he might clearly demonstrate <laughs> through the ages to come the immeasurable limitless surpassing riches of his free grace his unmerited favor in his kindness and goodness of art towards us in christ jesus verse 8 says, says this verse 8 he said for it is by free grace hmm, it is by free grace god's unmerited favor that you are saved that is delivered from judgment and made partakers of christ's salvation through your faith through your faith it is it is it, it is by the free gift the free grace your merited favor that you are saved and delivered from judgment and now you are partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith that this salvation is not of yourself of your own doing it came not through your own striving but it is the gift of God it is the gift of God it is the gift of God if you need to thank God for anything it, it is because of the grace that was delivered unto you it is for the grace that was delivered unto you because the grace of God is boundless the grace of God is one stop shop to delivering of a destiny every time we strive we struggle through life we put in all our own ability. We try to, you know, put things in place for, for them to work for us. But they are not working because what we are limited in our own ability. But the grace of God, whenever we cling ourselves to it, it delivers. Hallelujah. 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 He said, not because of works. That's verse 9, verse 9 now. Verse 9. He said, not because of works not the fulfillment of the law's demand not the fulfillment of the law's demand lest any man should boast 
It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself. Not because of works. Not because of works. Not the fulfillment of the lost demand. All that works can deliver is the law. All all, 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 all. And then we saw in, you know, in the Old Testament, every time they are striving through works, through works to deliver the, work, the, 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 the law, thou shall not kill, thou shall not commit fornication, thou shall not commit adultery. They strive every year. But let me tell you something. Because it is by works, they fail every year. Every year they fail. Every, every time they come back, Every year, they, just as the man of God, I think like, because it two Sundays ago, was telling us about the grace of God. Every time they come, they come and everybody will bring his own sacrifice. The sacrifice of sin. And after the atonement, they still strive and try and they fail. But when it comes to the place of grace, there is no failure. Because the grace of God delivers it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said there is no failure. He said not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demand, because works only delivers what the law. He said, lest any man should boast, it is not the result of, of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory in it. It is the grace of God that can deliver all you ever needed in life. It is the grace of God, and it's given to you, it's given to me. As a free gift. As a free gift. I wonder if we have to pay for the grace of God. I don't know the price. Name it. I don't, I've never seen what is worth that grace that was delivered unto you. That don't worry. You will no more die. But you are going to live. I will die in your place. Don't worry. You don't have to be poor. I'm going to be poor so that what? You can be rich. Don't worry. I'm going to be stricken so that through my stripe, you are healed. Don't worry. All this we are giving to us. Your prosperity is not because of your works. It's not because of your diligence. It's not because of your commitment. Not of works that any man should boast in. But by the grace of God, hallelujah 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 so God doesn't owe us anything he's not giving it to you because he's owing you something at some point when people are owing you, are owing you stuff and it's taking time they will tell you, you know one thing I can't deliver that which, you are, which I'm owing you right now but what I can do is I can give you this little as a palliative measure to ensure that you don't, you don't get aggrieved anymore. That was not what Christ did for us. It's not because we are owing him anything. It's not because he has a duty to do it. But he did it out of his own goodwill. Hallelujah. He said what we deserve is eternal, eternal damnation. Because we've all what sinned. For all have sinned. All, all, no man, all have sinned 
and come short of the glory of God. But God delivered the abundance grace to you on a platter of gold. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And through him, we have victory over sin. We have victory over sin. We have the power, the ability that was not available in the time past in the Old Testament is now made available for you. We have that victory. I have that victory. I don't know about you. I have that victory. And the book of Romans chapter chapter 6 confirms that. Romans chapter number 6 says something about that. Romans chapter 6 verse 12. Romans 6 verse 12. It says, Let not therefore let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it and the lust thereof. Verse 15 says, What then shall we, shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? He said, God forbid. For ye know not that to whom ye yield yourself servant to obey, a servant ye are whom to obey, whether of sin unto death or of disobedience unto righteousness. Verse 17, But God be thanked that ye were the servant of sin in the past, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servant of righteousness. No more a captivity to sin. No more a cap- I'm no more a captivity to sin. The man of God said something like that. He said, maybe you should start thinking about purple cow. <laughs> Don't think about purple cow. And so many people were thinking, we all think, think about purple cow to be very candid. But the kind of life we are talking about is not a life that you live because you are afraid of hell or because you are afraid that very, very soon, you know, the word is, ah, no, I don't want to die. You know, I don't want to die in sin. But a life in which you live, you strive to live holy because you love God. If you understand the message of grace, that's what it says. I'm not going to live holy, striving to live holy through works, you know, to keep myself holy, you know, trying, struggling every day. No, 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 no. What we're talking about is you looking at it, understanding the measurable grace and the love that the Father has towards us and say, for no reason will I what? Will I allow sin to reign in my body? You say, don't allow sin to reign in your body. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Don't allow, he said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So, right now, I'm living my life because I love God. I'm saved by grace and because I understood that immeasurable love that God has put towards me, I'm going to restore or try to restore that which God has given me by what? By loving him back. And the way I can love him back is by what? By keeping his commandment. Hallelujah. 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 So we must forever remember that only by God's grace is salvation possible. Only by God's grace is salvation possible. So the first point is that we are saved by grace. And quickly, the second one is God's grace requires holy living. Hmm. 
God's grace requires holy living. Some people reason that since we are saved by grace, we are free to do whatsoever we like. It's a wrong doctrine. That because I'm, I'm free, you know, God's you know, God is not looking at me anymore. Yes, the Bible said that. So I'm free to do whatsoever I like. Let's go to the book of Titus. And let's confirm this. Not the church doctrine, but the doctrine of the almighty God. Titus chapter number 2. If you're there, I'm going to read from verse 11. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hmm, hath appeared to all men. We read this scripture so much, but I want us to digest it this morning. It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. What has he appeared unto us to do? It says, one, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. See, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace doesn't bring about sin. I've had so many preaching about grace. That God doesn't care about you anymore. Go ahead and sin. What he sees is, is, is what is, is Jesus Jesus Christ has paid it all. Glory be to God. Jesus Christ delivered all on the cross of Cary at Golgotha. We praise God for that. But that is not a ticket or a visa to continually dwell in sin. That's what the scripture is saying. One thing that the grace of God will do is say for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and what they lost, we should live soberly, righteously, and God in this present world. That is what the grace of God does. It doesn't come to give you a visa as if it's an embassy for you to continue to live in sin. But what it does is that it gives you the ability to live above sin. The ability to live above sin. Not your own ability. It gives you that strength that enablement, that supernatural endowment that comes from within to live what above sin. He said, "Is teaching us denying ungodliness and worldly lust, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. Then we live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. And then he said, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God." And our Savior Jesus Christ. Every time we bask and we admire and we envisage that wonders of God's love and His grace that gives us the strength from within to live above sin. And then every day, by which by day in, day out, as we live, we look at the at the hope of His coming. We imagine the hope of his coming. He said, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. You admire the, the grace, 
you understand the grace you cling yourself to that grace and then the ability comes to live righteously not your own ability this time around the supernatural ability that comes in from within and then you can always expect the appearing of the lost coming before the way we understand the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ always make us scared it brings fear it brings torment the Bible says what fear brings what torment and every day we are tormented because what we are afraid of is coming but whenever you understand this message of grace you find out that what every day you are looking forward for his word for his appearing hallelujah hallelujah this particular wonder is well understood by Brother Paul and that's why if you look at the his, all his books with the uh, I think with the with the exception of Hebrews every one of them he always starts with grace his message his intro will come with grace his ending is always grace and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ because you understand the place of grace in the beginning you see grace grace look at all his intro the, the, the Corinthians, the Thessalonians, every one of them, the Ephesians, the Philippians, every one of them is writing to them. He will say, the grace of God be with you. And when it's ending, he also makes sure that what? He makes them to remember that what? It is grace that delivers all to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, holy living requires grace. It's not of struggle. So, we cannot do it on our own. But God's grace is available to help us. Also, if you read the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. Philippians chapter 2. Oh. From verse 12. Our time is fast spent. He said, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. I don't know if somebody is getting what I'm getting now. He says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But you need an ability. You need a strength to do that. He says, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his, his, his good pleasure. If you want to live right with God, you've, we've been struggling through it. If there's anything we need, now than ever, is the grace of God. It's the grace of God. That's some great to say, the grace that cleanses all our sins. He wipe away all our sins. He take away all our all our iniquities. He wipe them all as if we've never seen before. And then he make us sit in heavenly places, in in heavenly what sphere? That's what the, that's amplified in heavenly sphere. In heavenly sphere. So you have a place in the heavenlies. You have a sitting in the heavenlies. Just as God the Father has his own seat, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you also have what is seat.
in heavenly places. Hallelujah. 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 Ah, our time is fast spent, but let me see if we can look at one more, just one more. Quickly, also, the grace of God, one of the wonders, we can receive okay, we can receive God's, God's grace in vain. As believers, we can let this grace be in vain. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. If you read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, it says that, We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. You receive not the grace of God in vain. Having received God's grace, it is possible for you to have it in, in vain. And we can see that in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 4. Galatians chapter 5 verse it says, If you seek to be justified, I'm reading from the Amplified now, and declare righteous and to be given a right standard with God through the law, you are brought to nothing and to separated from, the, from Christ. You are falling away from grace, from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessing. Anyone, after receiving the grace of God, after coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and you look at it that, oh, all that grace has to deliver to you is just the visa to sin, then the grace has been in vain. You've thought it through. Someone has told you, you've read the scripture and all your understanding that you have about this grace of God towards you is a ticket to sin then that particular grace is in vain. Oprah Paul is saying, don't let that grace be in vain. Don't let that grace be in vain. Or several times, someone has spoken to you about the love of Christ. There's no reason at all for you to be able to come to the ex-lordship. Then that grace over your life is in vain. And a, a life out of the grace of God is a life without a meaning but whenever you cling and you come to the grace of God it's abundance grace things start to fall in place you start walking according to his plan you start moving according to his purpose you start moving at his own pace you start moving in accordance to his will his grace must not be in vain in your life his grace must not be in vain in my life Somebody tell someone, say, His grace will not be in vain in your life. Turn to someone and say, His grace will not be in vain in your life. God's grace will not be in vain in your life. Brother Paul was pleading. He said, As workers, I beseech you, I plead with you. Please, more than anything else, please don't let this grace be in vain. And if there is a plea we need to make this morning, is that this grace will not be in vain in my life. Is that this grace of God will not be in vain in your life. But this grace will begin to deliver the purpose, the wonders, the plan that God has purposed it for. For it to begin to do wonders in your life. For it to begin to deliver purpose in your life. For it to begin to work wonders in all spheres of life on our behalf. He gave us the grace on the platter of God. But please don't let it be in vain. Don't let it be in vain. Please don't let it be in vain.
anything might go but this grace we need to hold on to it we need to appreciate it and it will never be vain in your life in the name of Jesus somebody just bow your head and talk to the almighty God this morning we believe you have been blessed by this message to download this message please visit our podcast at the throne room on your handheld device or computer for any inquiries Call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.